You know, I love a good payday just like the rest of y'all, but loving a payroll provider? Yeah, that's super weird. Still, small businesses across the country love running payroll with Gusto. And you will too, spapreneurs. Gusto automatically files and pay your taxes. It's super easy to use and you can add benefits and HR support to help you take care of your team and keep your business safe from liability. You know, we love great partnerships here at Spapreneur and Gusto will make your life super easy when it comes to payroll. Plus, guess what? Our listeners for Spapreneur get three months free when you run your first payroll. That's right, free. So if you want better payroll in 2019, whether you are a team of one or a team of a gazillion like us at Xpopreneur, now is the time to start. So you can try a demo and test it out at gusto.com forward slash spa. That's gusto.com forward slash spa to get three months of payroll freedom. Now on to the show. Think running a day spa is all massages and relaxation? <laughs> there is nothing relaxing about owning a day spa. But we're here to help. Siri spa owners know that being in the spa business isn't for the weak. It takes hard work, planning, and just a bit of luck. We should know because we've owned a successful day spa for over 20 years. Now we're opening up our playbooks and giving you the business insights to run your day spa rather than letting it run you. This is a Spapreneur podcast with Lynn Graves and Ramona Rice. Hey, Spapreneurs, it's Ramona here doing a quick intro to let you know about our expert series. The next three episodes, we have guests on our show all about cybersecurity, scheduling, and video marketing. We loved having these guys on. If you want more expert series like this, this is a little preview of the expert series that's going to be premiering in the Spapreneur paid community. Spapreneur community is the place for Spapreneurs like yourselves to get the support they need and the boot kicking they sometimes don't want in order to achieve the goals and their metrics for 2019. I am highly encouraging all of you while the doors are still open to go ahead and get yourself a space in Spapreneur Community right now. Go to spapreneurcommunity.com. Without further ado, let's enjoy our first expert. Dan is a cybersecurity expert. He also happens to be the husband of our incredible Chicago Beth. Uh, but he brings us so much value that Ceci and I were like, oh my God, we have to do all the things. So after this episode, please let us know if you liked um, this kind of um, this kind of feedback and what other experts you're looking for. Without further ado, here's Dan. All right, y'all. So Anderson and Addison have phones now. This is very exciting in our household. Yeah, well, that's if Anderson will keep up with this. Well, now he was on it this morning because I said to, and now I'm getting alerts every time he wants to do anything. It comes on my phone of alerts like, hey, your child wants to use YouTube. Your child wants to use some Ooh, app you don't know. Smart. It's annoying. No, All no, no, these no, no, security no. procedures know. are annoying. I don't care. That's they are annoying. Th- yeah, thank you. So our cybersecurity expert, let's, let's explain. Dan is um, Beth Wade's husband. Yeah, Beth Wade's one of our favorite spapreneurs of all time. She's like VIP spapreneur, like uh, extreme. Dan knows this. We love her, and Dan loves her too because they are our one month anniversary. Yay! I know it's super cute. Only Dan, as long as y'all communicate, it gets better and better and better. I've been married twenty five years, been with him twenty seven years. I'm more in love today than I was when I met him. So gross. Awesome. You love Ricky. I too. love Ricky. I just don't want to think about you and Ricky loving. It doesn't mean we're having sex all the time. Gross. Good God, woman. Ew, ew, ew. <laughs> Can you not hear? Yeah, exactly, Dan. Exactly. Okay. So, so we wanted, we put it out there into the universe that we really wanted to do something for our community about cybersecurity because this is so, so important. Um, as business owners, particularly our industry guys, where we do a lot of online booking, we deal with a lot of personal data, not only health data. Um, a lot of you have to be really careful about HIPAA, believe it or not, the different things you do. And yeah, but I don't work. give a shit about that part of it. I care about my money. Okay. You know, don't F with the money. Why are you saying F all of a sudden? Because I, 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 want, I want more people than just our rowdy body group to want to hear this. This is so important. And you don't F with the money. You just don't. And I have been hacked in so many times. And I have been just uh, identity theft. And I mean, I got hijacked by pirates and got shut down. And my verbiage to them was, fuck you. And I shut that computer down and I had my IT 
uh, guy rebuild it. And uh, they need to know that they're vulnerable out there, no matter how much security you put out there. But obviously there are good ways to at least block most of it. Yes. So Dan is here. He's the man. He's going to explain all of this in words that all of us can understand. Welcome, Dan. Hi. Great to be here. Um, if And feel free to interrupt me um, if you don't understand anything, because, you know, being in the space and trying to explain to people who are not um, fluent in that sort of speak is difficult. So I'll try to try to break it down without being kind of dumb it down for us. Dan. Yeah, dumb, dumb, it down. dumb it down. That's perfectly okay. You can dumb it down. We are all you fifth need to. graders. Talk to us yeah. like fifth graders. Yeah, I have okay. no problem with that. So the, the first uh, dictionary term is threat model, okay? And, uh, threat, what, model? threat model? Threat model. Threat model. Okay. Yep, like a car model. Um, okay. So uh, all we're doing here is trying to figure out who we're protecting ourselves from, right? Because uh, none of us are Edward Snowden. Um, the NSA is not particularly spying, trying to spy on you or me. Um, so we, we don't really have to worry about uh, trying to hide our stuff from the government. Um, they would be very scared if they saw me. They, they would think <laughs> it was all porn and they, they'd hide their eyes. Yeah, so it's I'm really not worried about NSA. I'm not that interesting. <laughs> I'm to sure be they've seen worse. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm looking up like this morning was Thanksgiving side dishes because that's what I was looking up this morning. Yeah. Woo. Are you, are you sure you're not sending home. coded messages back and forth to your communist friends? That's right. God, Only if it has something to do with pumpkin pie. Yeah. <laughs> are communists so, allowed to have pumpkin pie? I I, I would think so. Yeah, I, I think pumpkin think. pie. Red, doesn't red matter. pumpkin pie. Red. Oh, pumpkin. oh <laughs> nice, Dan. Nice. Okay. All right. So, so threat model. What does right. that mean? So who are we protecting ourselves from? We're just thinking about, um, you know, because if you if you if the NSA is really after you, um, then it, it's very difficult to try to keep them away. But we don't need to to do such radical. Um, take such radical measures because we're, we're protecting ourselves generally from two kinds of people, cyber criminals. Okay. They're either trying to steal our money or our data. Um, and believe it or not, even your data, any of your data is valuable, even the pumpkin recipes. Okay. Um, they might be able to use those accounts for other things. They might be able to get information on you from those accounts. So those are important too. Um, the other main uh, group that we're trying to protect ourselves from is uh, creepy stalkers and exes. So, and that's a little more difficult because um, they tend to have our personal information already, but, um, you know, they're not hackers generally. So um, we can take, again, we can take fairly simple measures to protect ourselves from most of those two groups, right? Right. So the okay, first so issue, go ahead. So the first issue are those crazy pirates that like, try to get her, right? That's the biggest thing. Yep. Is, is, that's the thing we should be most concerned about are the random people. And they are all over the world. They could be your next door neighbor doing this, right? Exactly. They're, they're probably not. They're probably from places like Nigeria and Ukraine, um, places like that. But um, I should point out, too, is those people are trying to hack as many people as they can as cheaply as possible. So yes. if you make yourself... Um, do you know what I mean when I say low-hanging fruit? Yes, I think we do. And yeah, well, no. Okay, so explain. if you're not the low-hanging fruit, then they won't hack you. If you, if you make it more difficult um, to hack you, then they'll probably move on. Like a car, you know, if you leave your window down, somebody can just reach right in and grab whatever's there. Gotcha. But if you keep it locked, then they're going to move on to the car that does have the window open. So well, and that's exactly what we did when we went, I called my IT guy because I, I have a, a company who I trust and he answers all my questions for me and I don't even try. Um, worth a hundred dollars an hour. He comes and he fixes stuff. And sometimes he just does it over line. But when that happened at one, it took us two days to realize that we had been hit with the malware virus. Um, we just kept seeing glitches <laughs> and, what we learned was when I called Millennium to find out what was going on with our program, uh, all of a sudden the guy said, oh, I am so sad to tell you, but you've been hit with malware. Now, instantly my mother guard is up and I'm saying, uh, this does not sound good. He goes, it's not. You need right. to call your IT guy. You need to turn your computer off now. 
And that's what I did. And then I thought, well, let me print my schedules. So when I closed my computer and then brought it back up, that's when the piracy threat that they print came up and said, we are now holding you hostage. But Mm -hmm. because we leave our computer up 24-7 for um, backups and everything, we had no idea. Um, So yeah, I don't know what else we could have done. So we did increase our security and my IT guy really built up a wall. Yep. But that's fallible. Yep. That kind of malware is called ransomware. It's a particularly annoying kind of thing that just started up uh, in broadly, uh, maybe a few years ago. Basically, they'll uh, encrypt all the files on your drive and then make you pay for the key to decrypt them. So um, essentially, you lose everything on that machine if you haven't backed up. What he told me, because it really pissed me off. I was like, you assholes, you won't get a penny from me. So exactly. Never pay it. it. Never down. pay the ransom. Well, and he said, what you've already gotten damaged, you can't recover that anyway. So even if you pay them, you're not going to get that material back. It's damaged. So that was a real eye-opener to me. And there were quite a few companies in my area, a hospital being one of them, the hospital paid because they had so much information there. Yeah. And some of these guys will specifically target hospitals because the hospital may not have any other choice. And it could literally be a matter of life and death if they don't get the machines back up and running. Yes. So hopefully yes. there's so a special just, place in hell for put them. it out there. It's not just these large companies out there. Little old me got caught with it. And it's exactly. Like, you, you They're not just after large companies. They're after all of us. Yeah. Yes. All okay. Right. So what could we have done to prevent some of this from happening? Um, okay. So let's talk first about passwords. Um, and passwords should have been eliminated years and years ago, but we're still using them, unfortunately. And they're not going away anytime soon. So having good password security is one of the most important things you can do. First of all, never use um, never use a short, easy-to-guess password, especially, okay, remember, uh, if we're trying to protect ourselves from stalkers and exes, if you use your cat's name and the year for your password, they'll be able to figure it out, okay? Oh, yeah. And um, so what we can do is use a passphrase. Um, you can pick, like, four words that don't have anything to do with each other, like correct horse battery staple and make that into your passphrase. Add a couple of words and a special character like an ampersand or a pound sign or something like that, and you've got a very difficult to guess password, um, which shouldn't be all that difficult to remember, but I'll get into how to remember them better. Um, also, you don't want to reuse them. And this is a this is a real pain in the butt, um, because if uh, if I can, guess one of your passwords, then I might be able to guess all of your passwords, okay? Because if you use the name, um, you know, I don't know, Ramona1 or something, and then the password, your cat name in the year, if you use that for five different accounts, then I basically have access to all five of them if I have access to one, okay? So you want to not reuse your passwords. Um, so that presents a problem is, uh, at work, I probably have about a hundred different logins to keep track of, um, all kinds of different security tools and all all kind of nonsense like that. And I can barely remember one. So, um, what I do is use the password manager. Um, and what this does is just saves, uh, your password. So like if I log into Google, it remembers what my username and password is for that. And I can generate uh, just a random string of nonsense and that's my password and I don't have to remember it because it's in my password manager okay so that's that's really important and it makes it makes it easy um, again with threat model um, most security people will tell you that it's horrible to write down your username and password and keep it next to your computer um, but that and that's really bad for an office where people might be walking around but if it's like your bedroom or something. It's not, it's not terrible. It's not great, but, um, think about who has access to your bedroom. And, um, you know, if you trust the people that normally would have access, then go ahead and do it. Or like, you know, you can find at the bookstores, these little journals 
that have uh, allow you to write all your username and passwords in. I just saw that the other yep. day, but I was like, is this safe for me to do? But well, I, what I didn't realize was I had it in notes in my Apple phone and yeah. I have it all sort of coded. So I know what accounts they go to. Well, when I transferred phone, damn thing didn't transfer. So now oh, I'm going, right. yeah. So we'll so talk I'm about backup go later. Hmm. So now we now we have uh, we make it so that if one of your passwords gets um, uh, you know leaked or something like that, every so often um, uh, a hacker will break in and steal like a million passwords or something. So if you have an account with wherever they stole it from, you want to change your password. So that'll make it so um, you only have to change one password instead of all of them, right? Because you're only using one password for one account. Okay. 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 So one password for every account, make it different. And then random words and, you know, probably nothing to do with your industry guys or pets names, kids names, nicknames, anything you may call them. Like none of my passwords have anything, have any mention of tiny or humans. Exactly. Because everybody knows me as, as calling them tiny humans. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But I, I got it. All of mine have the same password because it's easy for me to remember. And and, and this is my assignment. I'm going to go and just diligently start changing all of these passwords. Yeah. And, and just like everything else with, with um, your business, guys, is you have to build a roadmap. And sometimes a roadmap is just simply a project. This is a project now. Cybersecurity is just a project. So yep. like for Cynthia, for example, is she's got to list all of her accounts. And she's got to go, okay, these are the passwords and change them. And, and, and if you're doing your finances right, you should have a list of all of your financial accounts anyway. Yes. Okay. Definitely. That's number one. Yeah. So, okay. Good, all right. Good work. Awesome. Dan. Yep. Okay. And that's so, a good way to approach it too. Um, it, it, it seems daunting, but you don't have to do it all in one day. That's, yes. that's really good advice. Yeah. And again, you can choose to say, okay, today I'm going to do like these four accounts in my business that, uh, you know, you can, you can break up your business ones and then the next week do all your personal stuff. Cause this, you know, your personal stuff and your business stuff, you know, you got to get it all straight. Okay. So here's a weird one that's been going on with me just recently. Now I'm, uh, let me back up the story just slightly and make it short. There's another woman that's got my full name, Paula Lynn Graves. She's one zip code over from me. I discovered this woman because we were doing an equity account and my banker, who's also my friend, went to my husband and said, you need to have Lynn look up her, um, her credit score. Well, when we looked it up, it was extremely low. I know better. I know my credit is good. And then when we pulled it, I had 20 return checks. I had all this garbage going on. I even had a man show up at my office wanting to repossess my car. And it was not actually my Honda. It was a Mustang, which I've never owned. It took me a year to get my name separated out from hers. So even though our social security numbers are different, and even though it was really the credit bureau's faults for not being diligent and how they plugged it in, it was my job, unfortunately, to go through it and straighten all this out. It took me a year. Okay. It is. Yep. So I'm real anal about it. And I entered in and I uh, joined LifeLock. Okay. They are good to a certain point, but I still have to be diligent because right now I have, I've gotten two rejection letters, one from Lowe's, one from Reed's Jewelers, that's a chain jewelers that I never applied for. Mm -hmm. And my husband got the same thing. And I'm thinking, okay, it's a joint credit card someone's tapped into somehow, someone. Now I'm having to chase this down. So what I did do was I called Synchrony Bank, which is the bank that it's going through, like Citibank. And then I contacted LifeLock and they have put notices and alerts on this. So for me, I, I, I guess I'm just special. Everybody wants a piece of me. Um, so it is important for me to have this security so I can call someone and say, you straighten this shit out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and and so, that's something I was going to talk about a little bit later anyway. But since you brought it up, um, you want to keep an eye on your bank account. Um, and as an aside, LifeLock is probably a good idea. My one issue with that is that they have all of your information. So if they get hacked, they uh, the, ha the attackers own you. It's like the Anthem breach. You know, um, all this medical data is suddenly out there and you can't change it. Um, but you definitely want to keep an eye on your bank accounts. Um, you know, if, if you see unauthorized charges, contact your bank immediately. Um, I've been lucky the last time my um, credit card was hacked, they let me know. 
I, I had no idea, but they said, hey, here's these weird charges. Is this you? And I said, no. And they uh, canceled my card immediately. I'm very happy with both Citibank and American Express that they are watching these charges. They do a pretty good job. Yep. Um, I, I, And also, because we operate our business so tightly, one, my husband gets up every morning, every morning, and looks at our bank balances, bank statements, charges that have come through. This is part of his morning routine. And if y'all have listened to anything we've done in podcasts, you know that these morning routines are very, very essential. And that's yep. one of the ones he does. It's actually how we caught um, one of the people that was stealing almost $10,000 from me. Oh, wow. Because, oh, oh, she was so sneaky. We're going to do a whole podcast on that another day. But it's how she did it because he was diligent in looking at these balances. Mm-hmm. So putting that out there. Yep, that's important. Okay, so we have the threat model. So one way to prevent the threat model is difficult passwords that um, don't, um, you know, have anything to do with our real lives and an individual one for each item. So that's item number one. What is the next thing we need to do, Dan? Okay. Next dictionary term we've got is called multi-factor authentication. Okay. Multi-factor authentication. Oh, I know what that one is because you can call it MFA for short. Yeah, this is a really cool thing. I highly recommend you do it for your emails, um, really anything you can. And what it does is it's kind of like, you know how you get annoyed if you have to reset or every once in a while Stripe does this a lot where they're like, hi, we want to prove it's really you. So we're going to send you a code to your text message. You have to enter in the code. You ever have to deal with that, Ceci? Yeah. Okay. And it's annoying, but that's multi-factor authentication. It's basically you and, and, and a lot of companies force you to do it anytime you can go to two-step verification or three-step verification. It's a pain, but boy, does it force you. And when I worked at Rosa Mobile, this is a large real estate company in a whole IT department. And Dan, if you think your job is crazy, um, they had 500 realtors and the average age of the realtor is 65 and up. So we're trying to explain technology to them. See, Dan's face is already like, oh, Jesus. Uh, so I mean, we forced them all to switch over because they were letting in so many viruses because they didn't know. They were yeah. too trusting of things that were sent to them because, and they're real estate agents, so they're going to open everything, praying, yeah. oh God, someone's going to want to buy things from me. So that's that's the other thing you have to be careful. So that's why I, I totally agree with Dan on this one. Um, the Having multiple steps to be able to force yourself to log into the accounts is so critical. I don't think Apple even allows you to have a choice anymore because no. that's where I have to do it. Apple forces that. Yeah. And some of the Stripe other will force you to do My it. Bank yeah. Does, Banks. Yep. I have to appreciate. Yeah. And, and they I'm, do it. Honestly, it's to cover their own asses here's at this the bottom point. Line. I've worked extremely hard in my lifetime to get my credit score where it is you work hard for the money uh, i will hard for the you money. work hard for the money and I, I don't don't mess with my money don't fuck with the money i, I mean just yeah. really don't i worked hard for that so that it's a very emotional thing for me obviously yep. so okay what else do we need to know about that okay so um it Let's just break it down and define it. There, there are three ways that you can prove who you are, right? One of them is what you are, like an iris scan or a fingerprint or a face scan or something like that. Another one is what you know, so like a password. Um, another way would be something you have, like uh, a token or a badge or something like that. So when we say multi-factor, we're using at least two of those things, right? Um, awesome. for our purposes here, the most common one would be a password plus a token or something like that. Um, and there's, I don't know if you can see that that's an app called Google authenticator. Yes. You see those, those six digit numbers, they change like every minute or so. So when I log on to, um, Facebook, um, it'll ask me for my password and then it'll ask for the Google authenticator, um, code. So if I don't have both of those, I can't log in, and neither can an attacker. So it, it's not impossible to break this, but it makes it much more difficult. Again, we want to make ourselves so that we're not the low-hanging fruit, right? right. Um, the, uh, you want to especially use it on your email, because remember, if you lose an account somewhere, they'll say, okay, we'll reset your password, but we're going to send you an email. So if your email is compromised, you lose everything that's connected to that, all right? So like Google has been doing this for years, definitely um, uh, enforce MFA on that. You can do it with mo- most of the major social media too. Um, 
Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, all those uh, allow you to do MFA. So put it in there wherever you can. Yeah, it is. A, it's an extra step, and it, it's kind of one of those things you have to build the habit on. It's annoying at first, but you will be so thankful. And just like Dan said, you know, it's an extra step, and it's free. The, the, yep. the two things he's already given you guys are free, so you're not having to pay an IT guy a hundred dollars an hour to fix it when you can put up these kind of boulders. It's kind of like you know, putting up a fence is not going to always deter <laughs> feet, but they have to figure out a way to get over the fence if it's locked. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's what you're doing. Okay, here's a question for you, though, because I, I'm telling you, I'm like the hacked up queen of all. So someone did hack into my computer at work, being the lazy person I am, actually just not even realizing I had left everything up on my Amazon account. You know, it's always there and I can order anytime, anywhere, anyhow. Thank God Amazon caught this. I was on the road to my lake house, which is two and a half hours away. So they had plenty of time to get in there and order a new phone. And when they did that, Amazon said, mm, something doesn't look right about this. So they stopped it and sent me an email. But this is how I discovered it. I'm one of those anal people. I answer or erase every single email I get. I don't like those numbers showing on my screen. <laughs> right. When we got to the lake house, I had over 900 unanswered emails. I went, oh, oh. no, 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 no. Something's not right. I went through each and every one of them and buried in the middle of it was the Amazon uh, transaction. Hmm. But now I'm already compromised. And what's happened as a residual, we got all that straightened out. But what's happened as a residual of that is I am now on everybody's email list. So I, it took me a year to get most of them to stop emailing me by unsubscribing. But I still get them in foreign languages and yep. all over the place. Now that I'm compromised, how do I go back and fix it? Who's your email provider? Uh, is Gmail? Cox? Interesting, because Gmail's pretty good at uh, reducing spam. So for every email you get, there are probably 100 that Google blocks for you. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. But And they probably are. It's just that, and it took me a long time. I'm even, here's the catch. I'm on constant contact. Uh, which I did not ever sign up for, but they've gotten somehow in all of this. I got sucked into a lot of the constant contact and that's where it comes from. It, it's just okay. crazy. One app that works really well with Gmail that I have used is something called unroll.me. Um, it is a service that will roll up all these kind of subscriptions. And then through there, you can immediately unsubscribe from a lot of them and they take okay. care of it for you. It's a really good service and it's free to you. Fortunately, I do not get the ones that my husband gives about how to make my penis hard. That's good. So I don't get any of those, which is kind of hysterical. Because if you me. have a penis, how the hell did I come to this world? <laughs> yeah. yeah. don't have any good advice awesome. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, there are apps that can help you get to that kind of what, what's known as inbox zero, um, which is what Ceci chooses to do. Um, the other thing guys is one thing that I do. I don't know, Dan, you agree with this. Anytime I, I have a separate email that is just to subscribe to stuff like that. That's not part of my personal email. So that's what I do. And then also my personal email address is obnoxiously long. And, and I do, yeah, it's obnoxiously long. But you know what? Well, yeah, that. And my, and, and I put a, 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 you know, weird symbol in there where I could with a letter that symbolizes something. And so, you know, again, like Dan said, do the things you need to do to trip them up. And they're like, well, damn it. That's annoying. I don't want to deal with you. Be that annoying person, y'all. This is the one time I'm going to tell you. Be annoying. Put the obstacles. Don't make it stupid easy for these guys to get you because they will because that's their job. Is That's what their career path is. And I'm going to say it in this way, that technology is a privilege. It's not a right. It is a gift that's been given to us to make our lives easier. And I am now at a point to learning to respect that and to say, I must do my part of it. Absolutely. So. Uh, absolutely. Okay. So multi-factor authentication. Awesome. These are two amazing things. Again, everything he just told you is, is complimentary. Nothing that you've had to pay for. Yay, Dan. Yep. Okay. Everything that I'm going to tell you about is free. Excellent. Woo! Woo! We like free. We like free. Okay. All right, Dan, what else should we be looking for? Public Wi-Fi. Oh, that's oh, a good big one. Do that, okay. Awesome. Don't use it unless you have a VPN. If you don't know what a VPN is, just don't use public Wi-Fi. 
<laughs> that's a good that's a good rule yeah and, and and well how about this dan i like to go to starbucks and i like to like write blog articles and do that are you saying that i shouldn't like upload the blog anything i have to log into i shouldn't use on public wi-fi okay here's the thing is that when you're um on a wi-fi connection people can intercept the signals okay mm-hmm. um most apps on your phone like um you know, Gmail, Facebook, a lot of those, they, they encrypt it. So even if uh, an attacker can um, intercept uh, the signal, they couldn't decrypt them and get anything useful out of them. Um, but in general, I just wouldn't use public Wi-Fi. Um, VPNs are pretty cheap. I pay about 40 bucks a year for... Um, what is a VPN? Virtual private network. Um, what that does is uh, creates an encrypted channel um, between you and your VPN provider um, so that, again, if uh, your signal on public Wi-Fi gets intercepted, it's encrypted, and unless the attacker can steal the key, which is, you know, they'd have to take your computer, basically, um, they won't be able to read your mail. Awesome. Okay. So if, if I am a person like, cause I do, I like to go to like a Starbucks or Panera, get a cup of coffee cause it, it just helps me think, but mm-hmm. if I'm going to do anything where it logs in, then it's worth it for me to invest it. And how much does it average a year? Um, mine is, uh, called private internet access PIA. Um, it's about 40 bucks a year or so. So, okay. And that's a business expense guys. So, you know, yeah. if you know that you're one of those that because you maybe work out of your home for massage or, you know, you just want to be able to use public Wi-Fi for whatever reason, then that may be worth it. But well, someone like know, Ceci. Just dawned on me. We just came back from Spopreneur Live. Right. And we were all on we the hotel Wi-Fi. On the hotel Wi-Fi. And occasionally I was looking at my bank balances and all because we were doing budgeting. So, yeah. Okay. I, I, I do believe I'm going to be buying, buying me a VPN. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. And, and, and then the, the um, yeah. um, intricacies of which Wi-Fi is good and which is bad is too complicated for me to get into, really. But we don't want would, you to. No, no. That, that's way no. about my peg. Yeah. I, I will say this, though, that the hotel one that we were using, um, I was using the one that's provided to me part of our room buy. And I know that is typically... Um, for most hotels, more because you have to log in to use it. So only so many people are exactly. on there. Yeah, so that that's helpful. But you know, all it took was the hotel, the the room number and the last name. You know, hackers can figure that out. If they really want it to. Right. So just, just when in doubt, play it safe. That's just good motto. Okay. So got it. Public Wi-Fi. Be very, very, very careful. Right. So okay. the next thing, um, this is much easier to do now than it used to be. But lock your devices. Your phones. Uh, Absolutely. Your That's dumb. If you leave your devices unlocked, you deserve all the repercussions. Especially when you can do it just with a fingerprint. And, and you can have multiple exactly. fingerprints. Like my husband was able... My, hus- my husband and I... Look, I have access to his phone. He has access to my phone. And the reason why is because my late husband, I didn't have access to his phone. And when he died, no one could open it. This is so sad. We yeah. even took it to the funeral home and tried to put his finger on it because we wanted to prove some legalities. And, yeah, it was all about the Xbox. <laughs> it was all about it was all about the it was seriously it was all about the Xbox. I had to send to Microsoft talk about security a death certificate so they would turn over the account for me so my poor child can play Assassin's Creed. So wow. yeah. 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 So if Microsoft is taking their security that seriously, where I have to send a freaking death certificate, so everybody y'all should, should do have, it too. Yeah. Everybody yeah. should have a backup person that can get on, get on your phone devices that you trust. No, that just, uh, it, no one wants to think about that, but you, you do. And it's we, the truth. it's the truth. So make sure multiple people can get onto your devices that you trust. And if yep. you're a cheater and you're doing bad things, you don't want people to know, well, go get a burner phone. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yay, Dan. That's excellent advice. Lock your shit down, people. Lock it down. (laughs) Okay. So now let's talk about social media. This is going to be painful. Um, So no one needs to know what high school you went to, your employment history, uh, the town you grew up in, things like that. Okay. Um, And the reason why is because, uh, you know, if you have to reset your password, a lot of times they'll ask you questions like, where did you go to high school? Uh-huh. Uh, where did you work in 1998? Uh, what's your mother's maiden name? Which is a horrible one. I absolutely hate that because mother's maiden names are basically public record right now. Um, so don't I have a made make up those one. kind of things. Yeah, great. I made up one. So, yeah. 
so don't yeah, don't share that kind of information on public on social media. Don't make it public. Um, that's, and a, that's really really good. But how, I got a question though. What about something like a LinkedIn or you know what I mean like those resume kind of building sites where that that's the whole purpose? Is it just that's just a bad idea? I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess, there's always I wish a, there's always a trade off, right? What? There's always a trade off, right? So you can yeah. Um, you could, like you said, you could lie. You know, you could um, you could store password reset questions in LastPass or KeePass if you're, if you're using those. Um, you know, you could say that your high school was Mars High or something like that. You just have to yeah. remember it for in case you have to reset your password. Could you be overly diligent and like have a different name for each security password? So say my Discover account, I have a different high school than say my American Express account. Sure. Or is that, are you we going to far? remember which is which? Right. That's, so, that's what makes that really complicated quickly. Right. Well, I'm going to go buy us that little password book. <laughs> well, no, no, no. One thing he, he mentioned, I'm sure he's going to mention it in tools and resources. There is a, there's an app called LastPass or, or Dashlane is in that one. There's a couple others where you can store all this information and then there's one master password. Yep. And what's cool about that is you're working with like virtual people or contractors, let's say your website and all, you can give them just access to certain passwords. So it's something to, to consider as well as a tool. So, yep. okay, awesome, Dan. So yeah, that, that's a really good point. I never thought about that, your personal information. And you're right. No one does need to know what high school I went to. Yep. Though they do because my husband now works there. Yes. It's weird. Anyway, and, okay, and Dan. a great awesome. public example of that uh, failing is, have you ever heard of the fappening? No, no, that's not well, interesting. Jennifer Lawrence, among other people, um, had her uh, Apple uh, photos hacked into, and and somebody shared them on the internet. I seem to recall something about that a while, and she back. was probably able to figure it out because she put public information out there. Exactly, like from interviews and stuff. She talked about her cat or whatever, and she happened to use that for her password. So um, oh. this guy uh, logged into her Apple backup. Uh, I can't remember what the name of the program is, but uh, he eventually got the password. And it wasn't just her. It was like, I don't know, 10 different celebrities that he did the same thing for. Wow. Um, and I want to say he was like a, in a Chicago suburb, but he just got that last year, I think. I yeah. Nothing about that. Yeah. So, so again, now, even people have all the money in the world to protect themselves and they didn't take the steps needed. So interesting. Exactly. I bet she does now, though. Yeah, I have but, no naked pictures of me, so they can snap into all what <laughs> they want to. But here's the yeah. thing. They can take pictures of your, I'm going to say this, there are some perverts out there. Yes. You have pictures of your grandchildren yes. or your children. People do sick things. So yes, just, you know, so let's, you got to be careful. Yep. Yep. And, um, you know, some people just say, well, don't take naked pictures. What? That's that's not anybody's business. You should be able to do what you want with your own phone, right? And so should Jennifer Lawrence. Grandmother, I am a little bit more concerned that my my babies are on there, and that is none of their business. If I want to share it with you, I will. Um, but yeah, yeah, good information. The other thing that I suggest, especially social media, this is a really good tip that my husband gave me when I first started dating him was make your pr- friends list private. Because Facebook hackers, they love to like send messages based on you, yep. um, from you to all your friends. But if they can't see your friends, it's harder for them to do that. So they'll a lot of times bypass you. So the, all those Facebook hoax that come up, make your friends private. No one needs to know who your friends are on, on social media. Yep, exactly. Um, and then sort of a, a side note to that is don't ever share a picture of your credit card or password, passport or driver's license on social media. Or barcodes of tickets. Like if you buy tickets, you you can put the information of the ticket, but don't show the barcode. Why would someone ever... Because people are stupid. Do the passport or... I don't know. I I see it all the time on on Twitter. I follow a bunch of uh, cybersecurity people on Twitter and they'll be like, why are you doing this? Wow. Because people are stupid. Wow. Because people are stupid. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then um, backing things up. Okay. Um, What happens if your laptop gets run over by a car? Everything on it is gone, right? Cry. First you cry. No, I don't because I have backup on my laptop. Yeah. I got it backed up too. People. I have, I have a paid server that it backs up too. Okay. That's what I do. This is a very, very important part of what you're going to talk about. When we got hijacked and when we have had problems at work, 
every night I have an offsite server or backup. It goes to my IT guy. It backs up. He has all my information in in secured. And uh, so we didn't lose any of our client list, nothing. And it um, doesn't cost a lot of money to do this no, at all. It, it, it was my peace of mind for that. We even do that here at home. Yeah. Um, on a personal level, yep. it actually comes off site to our IT guy who we've known for God. Uh, my husband's known him longer than I've been married to. Yay, Dino. So it, it's, it's someone we trust implicitly. Um, so yeah, th- this, said, this Dan is absolutely right. You cannot skip but this. What stuff, about y'all. those little boxes? What are they called? The ones that you sit right on the side? What if there's a fire? But no, no, no. But look, this is what a lot of people say. Oh, I back mine up uh, to, Whatever it's called that sits right. Well, next. like zip drive or something, right? Yeah, yeah, like a USB drive. Yeah. Okay. Well, guess what? So, what if there's a fire? The USB and drive gets that, burned up if too. I got, if I'd gotten hacked with a virus, wouldn't it have infected that also? It will because it'll look for all the drives it can find and encrypt everything. Because if you have a backup, then it defeats the whole purpose of the ransomware. Yeah. Okay. So find and I agree, Dan, find an offsite. What are some that you recommend, Dan? Do you have a few that you recommend? Oh, geez. Everybody. I mean, uh, Amazon has got a cloud service. Google's got a cloud service. Uh, Microsoft Azure is a cloud service. Um, It's relatively cheap. Um, There's also a reason why, like I have both. I I do the upgrade. It paid for Google Drive and Dropbox, y'all. Yep. Just in case, and and it costs Dropbox costs me a hundred dollars a year. Google Drive's about a hundred and twenty, includes my email and things like that. And these are business write offs. Oh, it's so important, but it's so it. important because all my spot, all of our um episodes and things like that. What happens if Apple Podcast just suddenly went down? You know, what I mean, you cannot trust you know free things. No. But if I'm paying for it, then there's some legality and responsibility. And these are really trusted brands. So, you know, don't just grab any of And then I also have the um, Amazon. That's what I use as my backup um, server for yeah. everything else. But I don't save anything, honestly, to my actual computer. You know, if I were, and we haven't even finished this interview, if I were to sum up the two most important things that I've gotten so far that I feel passionate about is one, the passwords. And absolutely. That, and other than using the same password, I have a very obscure password. And two is, Having an external backup that that yeah. does not lose all your information. There's so much value in this whole we episode. Are so vulnerable. Yeah, I originally was going to make this just for the community. I think it's so important that we're just going to release it yeah. as a regular podcast because it's so so critical for you guys to do this um, these steps because I don't want you having to deal with this. You know when it, when you can prevent it. Okay. Yeah. All right, Dan. So we've got offsite storage. We have you know. Um, multiple sign-ins, multiple authentication. We've got locked down your social media. What else do we need to do? Yep, and you, you brought up a good point about uh, the complicated password. Um, if you if you reuse your complicated password and it gets compromised, you're you're in the same boat as if you just yes. used um, you know that's pass, what I password got from one. Yes. And yep. um, so th- there are things called key loggers, um, which record keystrokes. Okay, and then maybe send them back to the attacker. So if a keylogger gets on your machine, that yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. If only they could write something that helped people instead of harmed them, right? Well, that's also how a lot of people find families that are cheating on uh, or doing things because they'll they have like another they'll 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 install one on the computer and they'll do the keystrokes so they'll figure out the passwords and then and then they'll figure out and then they'll log in the accounts and that's how they found out Mr. Mr. or Mrs. Mrs. are doing Mm -hmm. boom boom yes right Mm. okay so let's talk about scams a little bit and I I, uh, realized I forgot to mention something Um, phishing phishing with a ph yes okay yeah and I've heard this term quite often Um, explain it okay so um what this is, is I'll send you a, an email that looks like it's from Microsoft or Google or something that maybe yes. says, hey, look, an attacker logged in from the Ukraine. And you go, oh, no, I better click this link and sign in and make sure that it's OK. But what's happening is that you're sending your username and password to the attacker. Yep. Okay? Yes. And I think that's how we got the malware got into ours was it was a Federal Express and I thought it was odd because Federal Express had never written to us saying we can't 
deliver this package. Yep. So, right. and they they make these emails look so good. Oh Guys, yeah, it's so easy to copy your logos and copy other people's logos and do because the hex colors are it easy is. to find. So, it, it, you have to be so careful. So, what are some of the things we should look for with these kind of emails or Facebook messages because they do that? On what Facebook do we well. do, Dan? What yeah, do we do? and and I want to point out that it's not just the Nigerian print scam anymore. Okay, the Democratic National Conv- uh, Committee was hacked by. Um, a Russian uh, threat actor um, with an email that looked absolutely brilliant. I saw the email and um, it even fooled their uh, security team. And they said, yeah, this is okay. Click the link. And then that was it. And some of the security team members are like trained by the secret service. So they're the best in the world. All of us have been fooled at one time or another, but basically you want, you want to think about it because um, if I'm writing you an email, I want to make it, uh, make you try to click on it without thinking about it. Okay, so think about it. Does does this email make sense, or um, am I expecting to receive an email from this person about this subject? Um, if if there is something like, let's say, uh, the fish is about your Gmail. Well, don't ever click a link in the the email. Go to your Google account on a separate tab and log in from there and find out what's going on. Yep. Um, so. That's if you stop and think and try to um, establish some context. I mean, does it does it make sense that uh, I'm supposed to send three thousand dollars to this person on a new bank account? <laughs> you know, yeah. that's that's one that we see a lot uh, because we do a lot of uh, work with wire transfers, um, and uh, some of the attackers will say hey, this is the CIO talking. We need to send this to this bank account instead of another one. Um, and we've had some very close calls where somebody accidentally almost sent $50,000 to who knows where. Right. So you want to, you want to be careful. Just Okay. Just can I say it. this real quick also, you know, we have this assumption that we know who's fishing or calling us one by their um, English as they write is really atrocious. And that's not true. Two is when they call you, you assume, oh, well, I can tell by the accent. There is a well-known group down in Florida uh, my IT guy was telling me about this, Dino, and the law knows where they are, but they don't have enough time to go after them. These are Americans that are oh, fishing yeah. and calling on scams. So don't assume that just because they speak proper English that, <laughs> or write proper English that, oh, they must be safe. Don't, don't do yeah. the stereotyping thing. The other thing is, is that particularly on social media and social media messaging as more and more using that to keep in contact with clients and all. If you're getting a message from a friend on Facebook, or Twitter or whatever it is and you never get messages from them, chances are it is a scam. So before you click on anything, I had one just this morning that an old realtor of mine and she's old as dirt was trying to message me on Facebook. I'm like, no, she's not. No, she's not because no, I, you know, so take a breath, just, you know, we can get sucked into like checking emails and checking social media. And there's like, and there's been studies that show it does things to the brain. Step back and and take just a five second pause and go, is this really real? Because it will save you so much hassle, not even opening the thing. Yep. And then um, if you've done the other steps that we've talked about, right, even if you do accidentally click on something, it won't be as bad as it could have been. Awesome. Okay. Like if you're using MFA and you accidentally send somebody your password, they won't be able to lose it, use it to log in. So if you go and change your password, you're back to square one and everything's fine. Um, Also, I should point out, Microsoft will never, ever call you to tell you your computer's been hacked. They don't do that. Neither will Apple, neither will anybody. Nobody will ever call you to tell you your computer's been hacked. That is 100% always a scam. Well, they're too big, too busy. Some people do. Yeah, yeah. And, And especially if you think about how many computers are just in this house right now. Oh, yeah. They would have to call like, just, yeah, I mean... There's like 12. I mean, if you really add it up with all the devices that are computer thing. Other things to consider too, guys, your your TVs now are wired, you know, Netflix accounts, everything. Like even something as simple as Netflix make that password difficult because, you know, um, just, just when in doubt, be safe. I, I, and here's the thing he has not said. Nowhere in there did Dan say turn off social media. No, we're in here. Did he say not to do the one? Because his wife is a massage therapist and he knows that she uses social media. Yeah, but she's a witch. She can do voodoo over she, her right. shop and go poof. 
I knew it's okay. Yeah, one would hope. But but notice he never said that. And that's why he's being very reasonable because most IT people, when I first started working with them in marketing, all of them are like, no, you should never be on Facebook. I'm like, okay, that's unrealistic in today's day and age. So we're not saying don't turn it off. We're saying be safe about it. Yeah. You know, it's just like, again, if you go to the club dressed in a certain way, you're going to get attention that you may not, if you want that attention, dress that way. I can't dress like a hooker. Unless you want to be treated like one. As long as they pay me. Uh, you know, and that's fine. Hey, you do you. But if you want to get hacked, <laughs> ignore what Dan has told you. This is wealth of information. So, so much good information. Dan, do you have anything else? Any kind of other things that you really want us to know about if you this? Or your wife or your, or your daughter, what else would you tell us? Uh, that's about all I had. Um, like I said, I, I wanted to um, cover a wide uh, you know, kind of a breadth of information, not get too deep or too technical on anything, but just um, make it more difficult for a scammer or a creepy ex to, to damage you. Um, okay, I do have some last... resources, though, too. Go ahead. There's one last question that my IT guy finally talked me into, and he said it was so important, uh, was we've got one, two, three, three computers up and running at all times. And as much as I tell them, stop getting on your own personal Facebook, stop going on to different sites, stop doing all this. He finally said, Lynn, you need a um, computer or uh, what's the box that's down below? Not this part of it. The hard drive? The hard drive. You need a hard drive that nobody even goes on to. That is your uh, main hard drive. So that is protected from all this nonsense is another barrier. Um, would you suggest that at this point for some people? Yeah, I, I don't. This is my personal phone. This is my work phone. I don't do personal stuff on my work phone and vice versa. Okay. Yeah. Um, n not only for the business, but for me also. Um, and I don't encourage anybody to go visit personal resources like Facebook or whatever on company machines. Um, not only does it uh, increase the risk to your company, keep in mind that people are in your company are probably monitoring what you're doing. So they might be able to figure out, oh, Ramona spent 18 hours on Facebook last week. Uh, maybe she's not really doing what she should be at work. Not that you'd well, ever do that. True. You're in front of me. So yeah, and that, that is true for a regular job. However, my last regular job, that was my job to be on Facebook. So okay. it was a oh, lot. Then that would yeah. be low. Well, yeah. here's a question for you. We do Facebook at work. I have um, a social media coordinator that that's part of what she does. Mm -hmm. So how do I take Facebook or is this outside the genre of what I need to ask you? How do I take my company Facebook and keep there's all the little side shoots off. One thing you can do is Facebook now has what's called Facebook for business and it's a free service. And what I do is I have to log into Facebook for business and it's a pain to do any like posting for spapreneur or if I'm doing de-stress or ads or things like that it keeps it completely separate from my actual, I can still use my own Facebook like login to get on there. Um, if you choose to do that, but what it does is it makes it completely separate so that then, you know, you can prevent them from being on personal Facebook and wasting time because they yeah. really should be on personal Facebook. It, but it's a reality. It's going to, yeah. I'm not even going to try to fight that trend that that's silly for companies right. to try to fight that. The it other is. thing again is I really like, again, for simple keeping up with people, um, Slack, um, I've mentioned this before yep. for work communication, just because it's not on personal devices. So, you know, I like doing that. But again, that's a third party app. So you have to be careful what passwords you're using and what information you're sharing and what things you're linking in there. Because if you link like Google Drive, they could get in. When in doubt, just be careful. But the most important thing is you can no longer. I love what someone, I think it was Rachel Hollis who said this. In this day and age with all this information out there, you have to honestly go out of your way to choose to be ignorant. You, you make a choice when you don't do the things you need to do. You're choosing to be ignorant. There is no yep. choice when you've got someone as knowledgeable as Dan here who has taken, um, you have no idea. This is the second time we try to do this interview because the first time the uh, we are not going to talk about it. It was really bad, but he's been that so generous. He's been yeah. so generous of his time. And, and Dan, yeah, we will probably want to reach back out to you in about six months and do another follow-up because yeah. it'll change well, that. And they're going to have questions that we, I, I, I could throw out answers yeah. that I think are right. This is not one of those, hey, let's fly by the seat of our pants kind of spapreneur moment. No, we're not going to do that. I want them to get good, genuine, 
hardcore answers from an adult. Okay. Let us say not us. These are Dan's. This is Dan's area of expertise. This is what Dan does. He is smart. But if somebody else says, well, Dan's wrong, you make that choice of what you want to do, but don't hold Dan accountable No, because you didn't do your homework. Also, Dan is a resource that we're utilizing to get some information out to you, but it's still up to each and every one of you to do your job. Right. Okay. Put your big girl panties on big girl, big boy shorts. And do your part of this job. Yeah. May, do the things you have to do to make your business again. All mm-hmm. our job is to bring you big ideas. You have to figure out what how to tailor them to make your business work. But everything mm-hmm. he has talked about are things that in my professional life I've had to do. And, and I've seen other people do okay. to great success. And like, like they always say, everybody, they're like assholes. Everybody's got one. Everybody's got an opinion. So we're not giving you opinions here. We're giving you hardcore information. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yep. Yeah. I have some resources yeah. that I can um, give to your listeners too. Excellent. What okay. resources? We can post those um, later, or you want him to just? Yeah. Let me just, let me tell you what they are, and then I'll I'll send you links too. The first is a book called "The Smart Girl's Guide to Privacy." Yay! Oh, I like the title already. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. I, I've read it and it's it's 100% sound. It, it not only tells you what, you know, how to secure yourself, but what to do if um, things get lost, like, you know, what happens if nudes end up on the internet, you know, things like that. Uh, and, that's a really and, good and one. Here, and here's the deal, guys. He... One of my favorite baby gifts to give is the big Dr. Sears book, the baby book, because when your baby is screaming and crying, you don't have time to go on Google and type shit. If your computer is hacked, the last thing you need to do is go on Google and go, how do I unhack myself? So having a physical, actual book is a good thing. Okay, Dan. Excellent. Next one uh, is a website called EFF.org. That's echo foxtrot foxtrot foxtrot.org. Tons of really in-depth things uh, more towards privacy. Um, and they'll, they'll give you tips for, you know, normal people or tips for say political dissidents. You know, if you're in Iran and trying to, um, be a journalist there and, uh, privately send information out to the world. Um, so it, it touches on a lot of different things. Uh, another good one is, uh, called have I been and I'll put the link in. Um, what that does is uh, it allows you to look up your email address, and uh, the guy who runs this has a huge database of uh, uh, emails and other accounts that have been hacked, and he'll look and see if yours is in there. You can also get an alert to let you know if uh, your um, email ends up in a new database. Interesting. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Those are really good resources. We'll have them all listed out on this episode. Um, Again, this is part of our expert series. This is something we're doing. And the rest of the experts will actually have a separate section on our paid Spotpreneur community that is a very secure. Trust me, I pay for the security of that. Um, Yeah, no, it's a lot of money. Um, To have that security, but I do that so they have a very safe place to the post questions and all. This is the the only expert series person that I will release the full episode on because it is that important for everybody to listen to. Um, but the rest of our expert series, one half of it's live. The other half is for our members who yeah. choose to invest in their and careers. And I will say the follow-up uh, that we do hopefully in about six months with your real question all, that will be private. Yeah, um, that will just be for our paid it, members too important of information and you need to invest in yourself. That's right. So if you want more information about that, you can go to spapreneurcommunity.com. There you can find out more about signing up for that. And then Dan, um, seriously, you've just been a wealth of information. We now know why you're Dan Wade, Beth Wade's favorite guy. He's you know, Dan Wade. He's Dan Wade now. That is right. <laughs> <laughs> the last name. Oh, no, don't say No, no, name. don't say your last name. Because you're just Dan. go over the internet. No. Yeah. That's why we call that. her Chicago Beth, honestly. <laughs> She's just Chicago Beth. <laughs> anyway, um, if you guys have more questions about this, please go to spapreneur.com. We've got tons of resources in there. I probably will take the time to actually gather up everything he's written and mentioned and put it in a PDF handout so you can guys can easily print it out yeah. and have and just an action plan of have I done the passwords? Have I done yeah. this? Have I done that? And that way it's all there summarized really easy for you. Awesome stuff. Awesome, Dan. Yay, thank Dan. You, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys important to me. This was a sassy idea. Yeah. And I just was hungry to get into this. And it was excellent. This is well worth the wait.
Yes, it was. Yay, Dan. All right, Dan, anything else? Nope, that's all I've got. Be safe. Excellent. All right, again, if you want to know more about Spotpreneur Community, go to spotpreneurcommunity.com. This is part of our expert series. We've got the entire link on spotpreneur.com. We'll talk to Was Dan not as we promised, so much information. As I was re-listening to this episode, I was writing down so many notes. Again, go to spapreneur.com forward slash 072 to get all the show notes, all the resources Dan mentioned. And by the way, please also visit gusto.com forward slash spa. Gusto, again, is a payroll service provider that makes it stupid easy to handle payroll in a secure fashion. Just like Dan says, you need to have partners you trust, and Gusto is one of the leading experts in payroll management in the United States. They have been PC Magazine named Gusto Best Online Payroll 2019, Best HR Software 2018, Best Benefits Administration Software 2018, and three out of four customers say Gusto makes compliance super easy. 77% of the customers say that Gusto takes tedious tasks off their plate. And you know what I say, delegate when you can. Again, gusto.com forward slash spa. Now, one more note. You may notice that this episode feels a little different and a little dated. We've been off the air for four weeks, and I wanted to address that with our podcast listeners. We actually fell out of compliance with Apple. Apple Podcast is the number one podcast provider in the world. And um, what happened was our artwork was too big. And then they took down the podcast and we ran into some challenges. So we had to take about a month to get it all fixed, but it's ready to go. I want to thank the great team at Apple Podcasts, particularly Gary, the customer service agent we worked with. He was wonderful. And also the incredible team at podcast websites, Kieran, Mark, Lester, Hannah, their entire support team really are the backbone of this podcast. They make it so that I can produce these episodes without worrying about our website. And they were with me step by step. If you are considering having a podcast at all, you'd be stupid not to visit podcastwebsites.com. We will be back on our regular rotation starting next week. We will be catching up with all of our episodes and new episodes from Ceci and myself. Again, if you want more information about Spapreneur Community, you can go to spapreneurcommunity.com. And I can't wait to talk about this in our absence and all of these tips Dan gave on our our um, free Facebook community for our podcast fans. Again, once we reach to a thousand members of that community, guys, we will be shutting down the doors. Again, remember gusto.com forward slash spa. Thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. And it, and a big thanks to Dan Baker. I did say his real name, um, but he is absolutely fantastic. Please, please, please take advantage of this detail. Okay, the official goodbye. See you guys next week. Need more actionable steps to get your spa headed in the right direction? Head to spapreneur.com where we've got the tools, tricks, and methods to making your spa as successful as it can be. Spapreneur.com.